Hello, welcome one and all to uh, Bill Belichick's World, our weekly podcast reviewing all happenings in the NFL. The first week's slate of games is done and dusted, and we've had a whole host of surprises, uh, a swathe of injuries and some new stars born. I'm Johnny Fresh, and joining me in the doghouse tonight are Jimmy G. Hello. Griff. Hello. And uh, Fourth and Inches. Hi. We've replaced G-Lo with a very randy dog. Who, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully won't interrupt us too much. But yeah, we'll be looking at all the results and picking out the significant points as we move through. First up, though, Griff, get us underway with the kickoff. Okay, so uh, I thought rather than go for all the obvious questions about Le'Veon Bell and uh, whether the Giants have made a massive error by not drafting Sam Darnold, I thought we'd go completely different and ask um, so, Kaylee Foster is a uh, homecoming queen from Mississippi. Uh, and she kicked the game-winning PAT for her high school at the weekend. And I was thinking about it. How long is it going to be before we see a female professional football player in the NFL? And will the NFL, at some point, change some rules to facilitate this process? No. <laughs> nah. I don't think they have to change rules, but I think it's going to be quite a while before we see a female player. Yeah. The We're seeing some female coaches come through now. I think that's a, that's a really positive step. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of time to get rid of some old school coaches before we start seeing female players on, on squads. But positions like kickers, like holders, you know, there's no reason why a female can do that. I agree. There's no reason why. Uh, I just think uh, the league and the fan base behind it are just not going to get behind women. So if, if you had, for instance, because the kickers uh, and even punters, you'd say there is no physical reason why that couldn't happen in, in the modern world, right? Because yep. with all the yep. training and things people do, women are now completely able to keep up with that. They have scholarships on college football teams for female players as kickers and punters, yeah. right? But it, let's say uh, a, a woman comes out of college, she runs a 440 or quicker, uh, like John Ross speed, and she catches 15 touchdowns in her first two years at college. Is there any reason why an NFL team wouldn't draft her? Insurance? I know that when I, when I we used to have a really you awesome... You used to be a woman, didn't you? No, we used to have a really awesome um, defender in my youth football team. Janine Penrose. And, um, and no, Jenna Beddo. Jenna Beddo. And um, she was great. But at age 13, she could no longer play with us because insurance dictated that it was too expensive to insure women to play, play with uh, men. And that was at age 13. Is that the first time you were told that a 13-year-old couldn't play with you anymore? Uh-huh. Just thought I'd <laughs> But do you, do you remember when my sister wasn't allowed to, yeah. to, to play on football teams that we were on? And she was way better yeah. than any of us. Yeah, you know, if, even if it's, a, uh, if it's not a question of, of skill, because, you know... It's it, anything like can be trained. It's I think there'll be bureaucracy in the way. That, okay, uh, so I agree. I would say bureaucracy is going to be the killer of this. But still, uh, I was I was thinking wide receiver positions because of the slightness of build makes people quicker. Um, if your your biggest conjecture there, aside from the fact that there's a lot of old white dudes in charge of teams is insurance, like who's going to want to pay to have someone like that on the field. 
But that wouldn't be a legitimate reason. If somebody puts up the numbers and wasn't selected or wasn't given the opportunities to work out, you'd get a Kaepernick-style situation and someone saying, look, this is collusion to keep me out of the league and I'm just as capable as anyone else. I completely agree. And I think, if, as you say, if they've put up the numbers in the college game um, and they look skilled enough to play, okay, different example, but look at Shaquem Griffin going, yeah. for the, going for the process this year. People say, you can't play football, you've, you, you've only got one hand. Well, he went to college, he proved he can play, he got invited to combine, he proved he is an immense athlete, he got drafted, and now he's starting for, for the Seahawks. I don't see why the same couldn't happen for a female wide receiver who has scored a, a bucket load of touchdowns and you know, is a quarterback's best friend. There's one thing that I think makes this difficult. And I'm not going to go on any kind of funny tangent or take this in a silly direction. I'm going to be relatively That's serious. That's what you're here for. I know I'm here to provide comic relief and not really understand what's going on. But if you've got kind of a, an Aaron Donald type or you've got some nasty-ass cornerback going to, going to tackle them, are they really going to want to go all in on a tackle on a woman? I think the woman, would be, if she, she'd been playing in the college game, I think she'd expect that to happen anyway. I've, I can't say what, what this hypothetical woman might be thinking, but I'd say if she's gone through the game in high school and college, she's used to being tackled, she'd expect to be treated on the pitch the same as, as a man would be. Yeah, so this is my point. If she'd got that far, then surely she's prepared to put up with and physically capable of putting up with all those things that we're throwing at you. Otherwise, as a, as a woman, you'd never even get that far. You've got to be so much better. Like Shaquem Griffin had to be so much better. People with half his stats have been invited to the combines before. Like people with half the number of interceptions and tackles made. But he needed to prove it twice over because of his disability. Look, I, I'm the first person who wants to give Shaquem Griffin a big hand for what he's been doing so far. But you're not here to take it down a comedian. No, no. <laughs> um, I think you know there's there's other things that come into it from kind of a legality side outside of insurance as well because you'd have to make sure you've got impact studies to make sure there's a, you don't know the risk of CTE involved and stuff like that. And I'm not kind of saying yeah, women are weak willed and weak bold; they couldn't handle it. But I think you've got to have so much more work in place. It, all hypotheticals and theoreticals. If somebody had absolutely stormed the college game. Absolutely right. They deserve the chance. Okay. Yeah. No? I, 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 think... I, I would be willing to say that within the next 25 years, you will see a female kicker, punter, or some such special teams player, somebody who can charge down the field with a you know, punk coverage. You're going to see that. I, I really think you will. Because it's, it's, it's like, was it, was it Michael Sam? Yeah. It, it comes with its own good coverage for whichever team does it. Now, that isn't the reason to do it, but... It, some owner somewhere along the line is going to be like, yeah, there's, there's star potential for this, even if we just do it for pre-season. I'm sure as well women would rather be a kicker in the NFL than playing lingerie football. Or... I mean, the lingerie football is a really good point with this because I think it's the, Ameri- it's the way the Americans perceive this. And it's the way the, the people who, you know, the grey-haired, middle-aged Men who make all the Hello. decisions. <laughs> Us. I make no decisions. <laughs> but they're the type of people who will push. You don't have grey hair. You don't have hair. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are not doing well on the hair front. But if I had some, it'd be great. It's migrated south as I've got older. <laughs> what about your beard? Oh, no. Oh, that's hard. Oh, it is. But I think, you know, there's, 
there's more that possibly needs to be done around the attitude towards this because, you know, if people are going to look to boycott a company and boycott football because somebody's kneeling, then these same ridiculous attitudes, could you have people boycotting because there's a woman on the pitch? It's, yeah, it's, that's uh, something I that would worry about. But being it's fair. If, if you're willing to boycott a, a sport because there's a woman playing, then just fuck off. I agree. Oh, yeah. Bravo, Jeff. Bravo. But no, honestly, I, you know, move at the fucking times. Um, well, I think the NFL owners have proved that they find it quite difficult to move yeah. at the times, which is why I think yeah, yeah, 25 yeah. years is probably a good time span, unfortunately, because so I think that, it's going to take some time before some coaches... That would make me 60. But do you know, what, do you know what I'd like to see? So yeah. you take British, um, English football, English soccer, depending on where you listen... The Women's Premier League in Britain has come on leaps and bounds. It's competitive, you've got a great international game, you've got a great setup. I think that if you were to have a setup of a women's league and a women's college system, I know that's not easy to implement, but that's something that could be progressive moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't know if that sort of system exists. I'm not aware that it does, but I don't I think I've really looked for it. Um, but again, my point would stand. If you're good enough to come through all those ranks, then you're going to be better than some of the male players who do make it in just because they're male players. So, well, yeah. In theory, it's a meritocracy, isn't it? It's a game. So if yes. you're good enough, you, you play. Yeah. So if somebody's good enough, they play. It doesn't really matter if anything else. We got a lot more out of this kickoff question than yeah. I thought. Yeah. I'm mate, quite surprised by this. if it was the NFL that created meritocracy. But yeah, let's see. Give it, I can't give believe it, I got the word meritocracy into this. I can't believe yeah. you know that word. <laughs> <laughs> Google. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, should we uh, should we do the news? Um, the injury bug has struck early, as uh, often does. Uh, Atlanta Falcon safety Keanu Neal is out for the year after tearing his ACL against the Eagles. Uh, so Delaney Walker, the tight end for the Titans and the main chain mover on the team, will miss the rest of the year after breaking his ankle in the fourth quarter. So, Jonu Smith is his replacement. No, I, none of us have heard of him either. So, uh, disaster for the Titans, this, really. This is bad news. That's, that's really bad. Yeah. He, he's Mariota's safety blanket. Um, and, and Mariota needs a safety yeah. blanket. He's been the fifth best tight end over the last three years in terms of yardage and scoring in the league. So, he needs a safety valve. And luckily, Cleveland... <laughs> But if they keep safety guard, he's he's second on their depth chart, so they could bring in a literal safety guard. They let go go the guy who's the star of Hard Knocks, Devin Kajusti. Yeah, Yeah, they did. I was was surprised by that, and I know Hard Knocks probably puts a little bit of a bias on it, but he looked pretty decent. He was a good playmaker, but he can't block. Yeah, but he can pass catch, and that's what we're we're saying. We're saying he he needs someone who can plug in the middle. Walker does blocking as well. And, and Caduce can't block, so I'll be surprised if he gets picked up there. Uh, this is this is a massive, massive problem for the Titans. Now we'll, we'll get into it later on, but oh dear, their, their chances of winning several tight games just just went down the pan. Well, yeah. uh, Seahawks number one receiver Doug Baldwin came into the game nursing a knee injury and then uh, left the game uh, with a worse knee injury, straining his ACL. Um, it could have been worse, but it's bad news for already a bad offence in, in Seattle. Um, and, uh, yeah, Brandon Marshall uh, scored. He steps yeah, up. He was on the bubble the week before the season started. 
could have been, he was one yeah. of the favourites to be cut. And now, between him and Tyler Lockett, they're basically fighting over the number one receiver spot there. So, there's a good chance that the 34, 35 year old Brandon Marshall is suddenly the leading receiver on the scene. He didn't look bad at the weekend, to be fair. He scored, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We may come back to uh, the Brandon Marshall later. You, you never, I don't think you really saw Brandon Marshall fit three years you know if he's worked out the injury demons fair play to him I know I've done a Cleveland Frowns about how much he frustrated me before and how I thought it was a terrible pick but you know so, so Panthers tight end Greg Olson made a less than triumphant return to playing after missing most of last year uh, he was last seen on the sidelines with crutches and an air cast on his foot and the problem here for the Panthers is last year they had is Eric Dixon, uh, Dixon. Who, Ed Dixon sorry who had uh, he filled in fairly well, to be honest. He put up decent pass-catching numbers and yeah. he scored some touchdowns. He wasn't Greg Olsen, but the drop-off wasn't as big as it would be in most teams. Only they, they traded him away. This is slightly smaller an issue for Panthers as Delaney Walker going for the title. Absolutely. Yeah. But Greg Olsen is still a massive part of the Panthers' offence. He's a big target for Cam Newton. Cam Newton loves playing with him. The offence dropped off last year when he went... I think they've come out today and said that Greg Olsen's going to be out for a, a sizable chunk of the NFL season. But, so I'm thinking... It's exactly the same injury as last year, yeah. isn't it? Um, is it the same injury? He's refactured the, the same foot. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is exa- pretty much exactly the same thing with Delaney Walker, isn't yeah. it? That team just has a massive drop-off with him going. So yeah. now it puts a massive premium on those tight ends that are looking for, for a new club. Yeah, apart from Caduce, I couldn't name many. Antonio Gates got signed already. Uh, there aren't that many good free agent tight ends floating around. Tony Gonzalez? Our retirement. Ladarius Green? You could see other, other... Mercedes Lewis? Yeah, he's... Well, no, he's at the Packers. Is it the Packers? Well, so, yeah, New England running back Jeremy Hill left the game with a nasty-looking knee injury and was ruled out immediately. So, Sonny Michel's still not fit. The Pats roster gets even thinner on offence. So, uh, speaking of New England... Corey Coleman and his trainers don't forget all his trainers so there's a load of Foot Locker uh, employees in the Boston area just uh, high-fiving themselves right now but you've you've got to think right so the Browns are not known as a good team we've seen from the Bills so far that they're awful so if you're not good enough for the Browns you're not good enough for the Bills somehow he's good enough for the Pats and what price would you put on Belichick turning everybody else's shit into gold? I mean, that is one thing that Belichick just does, doesn't it? He can glitter a turd. Yeah, he really can. <laughs> yeah. You know, in his time at the Browns, when he was fit, Coleman did show flashes of being, you know, decent. Um, it was never really kind of explained why he was traded away from the Browns. Never really sure why the Bills let go of him either, because the Bills receiving court is terrible. It's just be an attitude related. So, maybe yeah, they just realised that they were never going to get the ball to him. So what's the point of having wide receivers? Well, yeah. But just we were discussing this before the game. Uh, the signing of Corey Coleman uh, comes on the back of the fact that the wide receiving core in New England is is really thin, especially if anyone comes back in week five. But they had promoted Riley McCarron from the practice squad. And at the weekend, he muffed a punt on the New England 10-yard line or so. Uh, I see he's just been released. <laughs> <laughs> he lasted, it's, it's just come up on my feed. He lasted all of one game. 
Breaking news. Breaking news. Ryan McCarran, who you've never heard of, who's won NFL I, 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 I did see him muff the Yeah, he, that's it. Yeah. That's what he's going to be remembered for. And he's been replaced by Corey Coleman. There you go. Um, so, yeah, politics. Uh, we mentioned a little bit at the beginning in the kickoff question, but they were not as prevalent as they were this time last year with players kneeling and protesting and raising fists and whatnot. Uh, but still, uh, Dolphins players Michael Thomas and Kenny Stills both opted to take a knee during the anthem, and the Finns may choose to punish them. There were also quite a few players that did stay in the tunnel as well. Yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Lynch sat. He sat all last season as well, and he, sat, he just sits for the, the anthem. But you're going to tell him to stand. <laughs> the only reason I picked out these two is significant is A, because it's more visual when they kneel in the line rather than hold back, which is what the league asked them to do. Uh, and, and, and also because the Dolphins have said we may take steps against them. And I think that's just throwing fuel on the fire. Yeah. Because this hasn't blown up over the weekend. People are not angry about this. It's, you know, and, uh, and I'm not marginalising the protest, but I'm saying don't throw fuel on the fire by fighting the police. There's, there's enough fuel on the fire. I was going to say, the night. I think with the NICAD last week, that was as much fuel thrown into the fire as you literally... I'm the only person I haven't seen it in the world, I think. I have not seen it. I personally think it's a great ad, yeah. um, and I, I applaud Nike for doing. Nike have got a history of producing ads such like such as this, and you know, fair play, they've, they've stuck to the guns. And I think I read somewhere that their online sales went up thirty-one percent four days after in the four days following the ad release. So, as a business, it, it seems to be working for them. What is it you do for a living? I work in advertising, so I'm not <laughs> really Hey, when you want Nike's praising you, you'd like a job? <laughs> yes, please. Um, so. Le'Veon Bell's holdout uh, contract battle took a bad twist after James Connor pulled out uh, his best Bell impression on Sunday night. <laughs> I was hoping that might get him off. <laughs> Bell, uh, he needs to hurry back and play just to attain his market value rather than trying to protect himself in order to be fresh to play elsewhere next season. Yeah, I'm, I wrote it. I'm not convinced, but I think if Connor puts up one or two touchdowns every week and has 100-ish yards every game, then what that says to other teams is, okay, okay the offensive line is doing half the work for Le'Veon Bell and it will yeah. devalue his next contract. It was quite noticeable that, I think, kind of just before the weekend, a lot, some, some of the offensive linemen of Pittsburgh came out and had a bit of a go at Bell and then straight after Connor scored his first touchdown, he went straight to the offensive line and, and You'd have thought that that O-line had all scored a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. And I think that should send a message to Le'Veon Bell. I think it's almost too late for him now to come back. Yeah. Like, if Connor has another good game, you know, Bell's, if Bell does come back, does Tomlin put Connor, Bell in over Connor? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. This Connor... Is- st- st- Connor had a good game, but he still well, he wasn't perfect. He did he, he did fumble, fumble. Uh, which brought uh, the Cleveland Browns back into the game. Yeah, it's true. Uh, he also had a, a ridiculous number of touches. Best yeah. part, of forty touches of the ball. Uh, it, it, it was it was a horrid weather. The only player last year who had more touches than Connor had this week was Le'Veon Bell twice yeah. last season. So. Uh, he looks like a workhorse back. That's what I'm getting at. And, it, and it, I just think it devalues the market for Le'Veon Bell slightly. And somebody might want to trade for him, but if you trade for him, you only get him on the contract till the end of the season. And then what do you do? 
so I wrote that last again. week. You know, <laughs> I had a dream that maybe San Francisco would kind of kick in and, and trade for him following the um, Jeremy Kinnan injury. I think you're right, the trade value is probably dropping because you know, people are starting to see that maybe the Steelers aren't as reliant on him. It's probably gone maybe from a first round draft pick to, to a second or third round draft pick. And then you're looking at clubs who have got the cap space to be able to then pay him straight away, like the Bears did with Khalil Mack. But I don't see that happening now. I think they're going to want to see Bell come back into the team and then run it to the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, was a, there was a feeling before the game, like, is this going to increase Bell's value or is it going to become a little more obvious evidence that it was the system as well as Bell? And Bell, I, you know, I still think with Bell they'd have won that game. Uh, but... Uh, it doesn't help his value when Connor has such a good game, has a great game. I think it's it's misleading because when I was watching parts of the game, I wouldn't have trusted Roethlisberger's throw a birthday party. So no, but the fact they then felt comfortable enough to hand off to Connor, he just he looked he looked really ready. He looked good in preseason. He he would be a starting back on. 15 other teams in the league 12 other teams 15 other teams something like that I think yeah. over what they've got yeah I so mean, yeah I'm looking at the Russian stats for, for Seattle and he would definitely get that team well that's it I'd get into the Seattle Russian <laughs> call okay well uh, should we go should we go into the results uh, so uh, so let's take a look at the first four games from uh, week one, beginning in Philadelphia with uh, defending champions the Eagles playing the Falcons in a rerun of last season's NFL divisional round. Okay, so Falcons uh, and Eagles on the Thursday night game finished 12-18 to in favour of the Eagles. And we also had uh, the Bills putting up three points against the Ravens, 47. Oh. <laughs> We're going to get into that in a minute. Bengals 34, Colts 23 on Andrew Luck's return to competitive action. And the Tetons and the Dolphins playing the longest game in NFL history since about 1950 anyway, uh, due to two lightning delays, finished 20-23 in favour of the Dolphins. We will start back with the Falcons and Eagles. Gentlemen, thoughts on the Eagles' defence, which seems to have got better. It's... Cracking it! Well, it looks amazing, doesn't it? That, that, that defensive line room, Matt Ryan's face the whole the whole game, and they've got Michael Bennett to come back into the team. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he was suspended I think, for the first two games, well, definitely the first game. I think it's the first two games. He's going to come back into the team in a couple of weeks' time. Fletcher Cox was just a monster in the middle of the line. Um, I think the Eagles are playing the Buccaneers next week. Bucks. Yeah, that's a disaster for the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> After a good start, that's you a good start. You would not have that up against that, that defence. I did see someone tweet that the issue for the, the issue for the Eagles this year is their secondary. And I was like, I saw that and thought, it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to claim to be an expert, but I was like, that's fucking ridiculous, mate. The, the secondary is the same secondary that won the Super Bowl, you know, so, uh, but we'll see next yeah. week against... Gunslinger, <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be interesting because I don't think the Falcons drafted badly. I think that they've got an okay receiving core, but you've still got Steve Sarkeesian. He couldn't yeah. get it right last season, and the answer pretty much seems to be shit, shit. shit. Where's him? There, there's an obvious issue in, in terms of red zone offense. They're not completing. Do that. you have they're, the red zone stats for the Eagles? Apparently, uh, 
they had five red zone trips and they came away with nine points. Yeah. I think you can, if you're watching, watching the game, you know, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones went up and down the field and as soon as they crossed that 20 yard line, they just looked, they, they never even looked close to getting it into the end zone. You compare that with Philadelphia and they just gave the ball off to JHI and he, he steamrolled it in. Now, Freeman and Coltman are two running backs that aren't that bulldozer type running back. Maybe that's the thing missing at Calvin's, but they haven't got a big body running back. You can just pile the bodies out of the way. Two years ago, Freeman was averaging nearly 100 yards a game. And this time he had 36 yards. And Coleman had 19 rushing yards. So he didn't get injured. But they're just, yeah, but they're just not utilising the backs no. enough. They didn't last year, which then allows you to cover the wide receivers. Also, it was very noticeable they were force-feeding the ball to Julio Jones. Like, he was targeted 19 times. 180 total yards. Yeah, yeah. He racks up the yards, but teams know what you're going to do, and it was a bend-don't-break defence from the Eagles. Let him get down the field, and we'll just we'll do what we did in the NFC game and not let him score. And the ball, I think he did catch the final pass, but the defender pushed him out of bounds. He landed out of bounds, and that was it. That was... Both the final two throws went to Julio, and the commentary team, and me at home, and everyone else were saying, throw it to Sanu. He's in single coverage, he's massive, throw it to Sanu, and they were determined we're going to get Julio up and scoring this season. Or Hooper as well, I mean, they've got got a good tight end in Austin Hooper, Yeah, and he never, he very rarely sees the the ball in in the end zone. And we did wax lyrical as well about Calvin Ridley, who they drafted. He had two targets, zero receptions in this game, because so many of the targets went to Julio. We know he's a good player, we know he moves up and down the field, but they do not score with Julio Jones. Ridley was a helmet. Isn't that right down? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than a bad joke on here. And they're all bad jokes on here. Uh, we did see the Philly special from, yeah. from the Super Bowl. Can we edit this? With, <laughs> with, I can, but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> with Nick Foles taking the reception this time from yeah. Nelson Aguilar. 15 yards on his one pass. Well done, Nelson. It was about the only thing he got credit for this weekend. Better pass rating than some uh, other quarterbacks. Nick Foles, though, uh, was rubbish. He was back to the Nick Foles of old. 19 yeah. of 34, 117 yards, one interception, no touchdowns. I would contend that the Falcons lost this game more than the Eagles won it. It was six points. Probably. If you look at the amount of field it's goals the they had to take. touchdown at the end. Yeah, if you look at the field goals they had to take rather than touchdowns, yeah, you, you could probably add those up and say they probably did lose it because they got, they got into scoring positions. Yeah. They just couldn't do it. It felt really like exactly the same as the playoff game last year where Foles was rubbish and they were they relied on Clement and Ajayi to get it in. And when you have a quarterback who isn't going to perform every game having Clement and Ajayi uh, to look at, look at those red zone opportunities they left 26 points on the table and then when they did score Matt Bryant missed his first PAT for over a year so they actually left 27 points that they could have taken so yeah. while the defence was good the fact that Nick Foles wasn't ticking meant that the Eagles left themselves exposed this whole time and really the Falcons threw it they threw it to the Eagles and said, oh, right, go on then, you, you have it. It, it, just, it was bad. The, the hope is by the time they you know, get the real test later on in the season, Carson, Wentz, Vence, that guy. Yeah, him. Him. Will be, will be in, you know, you've got a much more reliable option than Nick Foles. Yeah, they've only got to win 50% of the games until Wentz comes back. But still, 
they are going to come up against teams who can score in the red zone. And Nick Foles has had his one good shootout game. It was in the Super Bowl. He was brilliant. But would you rely on him doing it again? No, not at all. No. Even with the... Uh, they play that run-pass option. And they said, oh, look, he's getting the team moving. He's getting to go. 117 yards passing. It's, that's nothing. But the most important thing is they got the W. They yeah. did. Yeah. Speaking of awesome quarterbacks, can we talk about the Bills? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think we can. Uh, you, can you can try. I've got a stat for you. Go on. Stat alert. So, Nathan Peterman, in, his, in three NFL starts, has a quarterback rating of what? 16.8. Well, thanks for ruining it. I, 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 I text this to Griff earlier. Uh, so... Over his three starting games in the NFL now, of which he has finished none, uh, Peterman has the worst career passer rating to start three games of a career. Who has the best three-game start passer rating? I will not keep you silent for too long. I'll do three. Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, Clock's ticking. Did five. It? Did it? Tyrod Taylor. To what? <laughs> to Rob Taylor. <laughs> the man they kicked out and replaced with Peterman. Wow, what a thing that was to find at the weekend. I, honestly, the Bills are getting like, exactly what they deserve. Jim said he was laughing out loud in the article I wrote about the Bills' season. They, they're getting what they deserve. They have screwed themselves over properly. I don't doubt that Josh Allen can be good. Nathan Peterman's out there as a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Uh, you were giving me the rundown earlier of who they're playing in the next few games. It doesn't matter which one of these quarterbacks are put out there, they're going to get crushed. Oh, yeah. So, Peterman is a bad quarterback. Josh Allen has potential to be good, but that's not the end of the story. This. The Bills have lost three fifths of their starting offensive line yeah. from last year. They were giving up pressures left, right, and centre. I think that the Ravens' safety had two sacks. Yeah, um, it's not good. It was really bad. But going back to Paul, Paul, Paul's stat there, do you know what his passer rating would be? If every time he got the ball, he'd have just chucked it on the floor. I have no idea. 39.8. <laughs> He's worse than nothing. <laughs> I, I really did laugh when you said Literally, that, they could just have a center throwing it, into, throwing it back to the floor, and they would, te- in some ways, they would be better off. <laughs> what do they see in Peter? They see someone they can throw out there until Josh Allen yeah. is ready. That, that's all it is. I do, I do not understand why they got rid of McCarron. I think he could have done it. He can't have done a worse job. So they obviously. But the thing was as well. This was a, this was one of my favourite quotes of the weekend. Somebody asked uh, the coach of the Bills who's going to be starting next week, and he said, "I'll have to look at the game film." Wow. That's honestly why. Look at what. <laughs> Peterman has thrown 70 passes in the NFL and eight of them have been picked off. <laughs> I can do that. I can actually do that. <laughs> John, with his tiny arms, could do that. Well, I'm not laughing now. Crocodile arms now. But for the, for the Bills coach, he can't go. Who's going to start next week? He can't go, well, I'd like it to be Alan, but I don't want him to be crushed because yeah. he's just going to be crushed. And that's why he's just going to be killed. Yeah, but then if that was the case, that 
like Griff said, they shouldn't have got rid of AJ McCarron. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't have got rid of Tyrone Taylor. Taylor. No. no it, it all kept to There's other problems here with the Bills. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not just the offense. Yeah. They made Joe Flacco look good. Do you know what? <laughs> I think Flacco's Flacco good. made Flacco look good. That was the first time since 2014 he's thrown three touchdown passes to three different wide receivers. And 2014 was about the last time he was any good, right? And it's the first time since December the 4th, 2016, that he's thrown three touchdown passes. Which is a crazy thing to think of for a guy who's like, this is the first time in a while they've had three decent wide receivers. Though. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, receiving, they're receiving call on the Ravens. So, Michael Frampery, Willie Sneed, and John Brown. Yep. That is such an upgrade. They finally got rid of Perryman, who was dreadful. Um, there is one guy left, I cannot think. There's only one receiver basically left that has had a pass from Flacco before on the roster. More, I think it's more. And this is what they needed to do. They needed to say, right, we've brought in the guy that we think is going to replace you. Here is your opportunity to prove you're still the guy. We're one game in, but at the moment you'd say one nil Flacco. Like, yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I think. I hope, yeah, I think as well. He, he's probably fitter than he's been last year. The last two years, with his back back. Yeah, you're giving him options rather than somebody who's got a bad back and they're pretty much entire. Um, passing offense is pretty much is Mike Wallace deep <laughs> so yeah we'll see how he is as the season goes but on the Ravens defense as well held the Bills to a third down efficiency of 13% I mean it's a mix of Ravens were, were a good defense last year and like we said the Bills offense just is shit yeah they got, they just got nothing Every day. first pick next <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, Sean McCoy had 22 yards on seven rushing attempts. Yeah, that's yeah. crap as well. But that's that comes down to the O line. We know yeah. he's a good player. Yeah. Okay. That's the O line. You could put any. I, I said when we when we were uh, sitting around talking about who we thought was going to finish where. I said I believe in one of our preview podcasts. I think the Bills would go around three and thirteen. And and Gilo is normally here. Laughed at me and said no team with Sean McCoy and the talent that they've got on defense can go three and thirteen. This team is terrible. Now, I'm going to be slightly more cautious because the, at the end of week one last year, we wrote off the Saints. We did, which is why I did not write that into the kickoff question this week. I will say, the Saints weren't great. They weren't 3-47. Yeah, the Saints had no. Drew Brees. And also, I, I think, yeah, they, they had Drew Brees, and you, you can come back and say they've got Drew Brees, but you can't come back and say, oh, it's all right, they've got Nate Peterman. <laughs> unless, unless sacrificing Nate Peterman is going to bring them a load of wins, which it might. Or I sacrifice them to the gods. Yeah, <laughs> you get more fans on the ground. Anyway, <laughs> should we move on? Ah, move on. Good to see you. Oh, let's move on. Good Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah, yeah great Andrew to see Luck you. back. Uh, took some hits, got back up, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a while before he's the luck of old, but he didn't look bad. Uh, and. My star of the weekend is the the, the, the T Toms fans who stayed for seven hours and eight minutes to watch Blink Gabbard. <laughs> wow! Well, uh, yeah, that, that certainly wasn't a pretty. game so long. At one point, uh, it looked like uh, Devontae Parker might get back. That's very true. I, in all fairness, for anybody to stay around that length of time to watch uh, a battle between Ryan Tannehill, who'd missed nearly two years. And Marcus Mariota, who got injured, and, and like you say, was replaced with Blaine Gabbard. They did well to have anyone there. Oh, yeah. Um, this a lot of this came down to uh, Mariota not being able to protect himself again, and as fourth and inches have stated so many times, poor backups in the league. 
because Blaine Gabbert was terrible again. No, I, did, I didn't say Blaine Gabbert was a bad backup. No, he, really. he's, I'd rather have Blaine Gabbert than Cooper Rush. Oh, I don't know. He, he's he's a middle of the road. Gabbert than Sean Mannion. Yeah, he's a middle of the road backup. He threw an interception. Mariota threw two. It, oh, man, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good thing to see at all. Somewhere in a law office in New York, there's, uh, there are, they've been watching this weekend putting tapes together for Cap's uh, legal defence going fucking Blaine Gabbert fucking Peter man yeah, no, literally, you just have, got literally you just have to bring in a bill shot yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, I, did, I did enjoy uh, Darius Jennings returning the fourth quarter kick off 94 yards for a score though yeah. that was good that's always entertaining uh, and Kenny Stills basically took the Jarvis Landry role for the Dolphins four receptions for 106 yards he's a player who just gets consistent Yards. Well yeah, done. Right. Yeah, well done. Tannehill's a better quarterback than they've had. Tannehill actually did all right. 20 of 28, two TDs, two interceptions, 230 yards. It's not brilliant, but it's as well or better than anything they had last year. It's a better pass completion than Matt Ryan had. Yeah, and it's, well, it's his true. first game for only two years, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, yeah, 19 months, I think it is. Um, so. in, the, in the Bengals-Cobbs game as well... Um, so Joe Mixon, we said, was outstanding. 149 total yards and a touchdown. I said I needed to be convinced by Joe Mixon. If he has a second game like this, I'll be right on the Mixon train because that was outstanding. He was so good. He was making people miss all over the place. He was involved in every play. Uh, I thought um, the fact that Luck's first throw was picked off was not lucky. But uh, it was, came straight on the back of uh, an Andy Dalton interception. They just exchanged intercept- interceptions, didn't they? One after the other. Dalton looked good. The, you know, the Bengals as a whole looked good. And in a division where we're going to see shortly that the Steelers may not be as good as we've seen in the past, it could be that the Ravens and the Bengals are going to get a lot closer than they have done. I mean, the Ravens very nearly came into the playoffs last year. It was only that final game. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and they were, what did they finish? One game, they finished one game back at the Steelers? It was just Andy yeah. Dalton. It was Andy Dalton. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing. So, the def- I mean, the defensive front for the Bengals was massive as well. Their linebacking call was bad. They, they let a lot of plays through there because they got no perfect at the moment. Yeah. My, my concern for the Colts, though, is that offensive line. They, they upgraded with Quinton Nelson from the draft, who looked amazing against the draft. He didn't have a great game. Did he not? Um, I didn't see No, he, he got beaten a few times. Luck got hit and you know, thankfully he got back up. I think everyone's going to be watching for that over the next few weeks. But that's, you know, that's going to be a concern. I think there's, there's no running game in Indianapolis at the moment either. Um, I think Marlon Mack was out injured. He'll yeah. come back this week, I think. Um, so that might improve things. But they need to kind of work on that line just to make sure it's really shored up. We should move on to the next, uh, next batch of uh, results. So, come on. All right. So we want to hear about the Browns. The Browns managed a tie against the Steelers, 21 all. Um, the 49ers lost to the Vikings, 16 to 24. Texans lost to the Pats, 20 to 27. And the Jacks defeated the mighty New York Giants, 20 to 15. So let's start with the, the, the game that probably everyone wants to talk about. And it's Colts Jacks. Oh, yeah. sorry, Giants Jacks. Yeah, obviously. Um, no, the Steelers and Browns, you know, Browns have been in the hard knocks. They've got a lot of coverage. They obviously went 0 16 last year. Um, they're not going to go 0 16 this year. So I think that's, that's an improvement. <laughs> How is this tie in any way a good thing? I really want the. the uh, I, I put, put it out there something like, I really want the, the Browns to go 0 0 16. 
16 ties. 16 yeah. ties. Just uh, still managed to go a whole year without a win. Did I, you see Hugh Jackson's press conference when he no. came out and went, I'm disappointed for our fans that we haven't come away with a victory, but a tie. A tie. <laughs> that, was it. That, was it. that was the press conference. And you're like, man, you blew this. They, they blew oh, this in so You could say yeah. they blew it, but if I, if I bet you go to any Browns fan, you're playing the Steelers, would you take a tie over a loss? Five turnovers. Five turnovers. Six. It's six turnovers. We include the one in overtime. Oh, sorry. Well. Six. Yeah, six turnovers. It's, it's positive. It's, it's a positive. I, I completely agree with you. It's better than a loss. Not much better, but it is. But there's a lot of positives to take out of that game. You know, you like to say six turnovers. That's really. You know, I think it was um, the first time that Cleveland had a, a takeaway in the red zone in a number of years. You know, the defense is better. If you look at some, of the, if you watch some of the highlights. Ben, they didn't get to Ben Roethlisberger that much. He had a lot of time to throw, but he had no receivers to throw to. They were all completely covered up. You know, Denzel, Denzel Ward, Ward had, had an amazing game. game. Yeah, yeah, one of his picks was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he was fantastic. And what a pick up in the draft he's proved. But well, yeah. And I'm, I've got a, I've got a stat here. Have you? Uh, uh, the uh, so the Browns obviously had uh, over five uh, takeaways. Uh, since um, the Browns returned to the NFL, teams with a turnover margin of plus five uh, are 132 wins, four losses, and a tie. The, Brown, <laughs> the Browns are a tie. Browns are responsible for two of the losses and the tie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, all right, I agree. There was a lot of positive. Miles Garrett, two sacks, two forced fumbles. He was the, amazing. The whole Browns so defense. The whole so Browns defense. They held the Steelers without Bell, but with Connor, who was brilliant, to 21 points, right? Yeah. They were really good. How much of a Browns up was the final for the Browns? It was, yeah. Like you How, it's and undeniable. this is the problem. The mentality is in the building. But there was none... Of, I mean, we were all sitting at home going, come on, well, who really thought they were going to Hang win? on a second. No. They, 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 came from, they came back from 21-7 down. The Browns of last year never would have done that. They would have gone on and, and probably conceded yeah. 40 points. So, you know, that's just come back. Yeah, yeah. but did you believe they were going to win it? Even when they were, even when Zane was lining up the kick, I thought, uh, they're, they're going to tip this. I bet a Steeler's going to fucking catch it. And, and, run right, down right, and that's exactly why. Because it's about, it's what they do. And this is the thing, it must be partly in the, this is why I think. It's the psycho, they, they need the win. Yes, just yeah. to break it. I think as soon as they get, we say like in, in soccer, once a striker, the striker's going on, on a barren run, once he scores that first goal, he'll then bang in like another 10 or 15 goals from the season. It's the same with the Browns. Once they get that first win, they'll break that duck. They've got enough talent on that team. The, the two catches that I want to call out, actually, one by Jarvis Landry, he was running down the sideline in the second quarter, Tyrod floats the ball up, he actually underfroes it. Yeah. Landry stops, turns around, and actually catches it by his knees. It was amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. I don't know how you yeah. bent like and that. And then Josh Gordon's um, touchdown in, in, the, in the third quarter. Again, he jumps over the receiver, brings it down, two feet down, and scores a touchdown. They've got talent on this team. Taylor didn't have a great match, but when you've got two receivers that can do that, you don't have to be as accurate as some of the other passes in the league. But you've got hope, because if you've got Torod Taylor, you've got an option compared to Hogan, Kessler. Kaiser. Yeah, exactly. Any yeah. of them. I absolutely agree. I just I feel it's a mentality thing. I still, I'm still resting on not sacking Hugh Jackson is a big mistake because the mentality, the aura around the guy is a losing mentality. He's one and thirty-one over his last thirty-two games. 
If I, yeah. I, you've got, I think you've got to. One at 32 now. Wait, one, 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 and 31? One, 31. One, 31, one. Yeah. I think you've got to. I, I agree. Yeah, with you've got to give him a chance. Have we got fucking pine? One, one, one. He's got he's all the options. He's he's a much better offense. He's some great wide receivers. He's a much better defense. Tie <laughs> against the against the Steelers. Against the Steelers, who are in the playoffs? Yeah, and, you know, in the playoffs, and people are saying they're going to have a Super Bowl run this year. Um, well, yeah, everyone's saying you know this is their last chance at a Super Bowl with which it is, which it is. But they still only got a tie. Yeah. So I am not ready to jump on the okay, it's all turned round train. Yes, it's a, it's a positive, but it's just as big of a mental block the fact that they got so close and hammered a team that was supposed to be so good and still didn't get it done. So we all agree the Steelers game was significant. It was it significant. Was significant. Oh, oh, okay. Just one one more player I want to call out on this: Miles Garrett, who was blocked at one point by a tight end, drove the tight end back into the running back and then pushed them both. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. If you put, if you're blocking. Miles Garrett, don't be a tight end. That's ridiculous. He's a monster. Yeah, that was never going to work. But he was swapping sides, wasn't he? Yeah. It was just they were all over the place on, on trying to get to him. Absolutely. Chris, uh, Towards completion ratio wasn't great. No, he, I, I know the weather didn't help. It was a shitty day. Whatever, he actually had one of his worst games for a couple of years. Um, but still, he it was such a marked improvement at quarterback over the whole of last season. It was only one interception as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a couple of underthrown, yeah. definitely a couple of underthrown passes. I don't think the weather helped. It was a shitty day. So we'll see what happens next yeah. week. Yeah, I think Kaiser with the Packers has shown maybe it wasn't the Browns. Maybe it was Kaiser. Possibly. <laughs> but, Big Ben threw three interceptions as well. Like, yeah. Remember in the last game, in his last game against Jaguars in the playoffs, was it four or five interceptions? Yeah. Uh, that's not a good run. And he's got an elbow injury for this weekend. So we'll yeah, see. this is why they wanted to get Dobbs and the other um, Rudolph. Rudolph in because Big Ben is on his last legs. He just is. Yeah, we, we saw him two or three times last year where we said, you don't know that he's not going to retire. Like, this is, this is not good play. But w- would you... Who would you want? Sorry, I'll speak English. So what's good? He'd be a great tutor for Mason Rudolph. Maybe he's not, not the off the field, but he's not interested in tutoring him. He basically was like, "Why have you selected this guy? I don't want to be replaced." He's no interested. It's not like McCarron at the Jets, who's basically come out and said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll coach Donald. Keep me on the team. Keep paying me. I'll coach him." No, no, Big Ben is not. He was absolutely slanderous about the Pittsburgh decision to draft a quarterback. Big Ben takes him to the side, says Mason. Let me tell you about what happens when a girl says no. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Um, so, should we move on to the 49ers? Uh, 16 24 to the Vikings. Jimmy G loses! He loses. <laughs> the, uh, the run is over. Yeah, that's just not a bad thing. No, yeah, it, I think that's actually almost a Get it out of the way early. And, you know, the Vikings are another Super Bowl favourite. Um, and that, again, that defensive line. It looks oh. amazing. Yeah. And um, he, he, it's fair, I mean, Jimmy had three interceptions, but he didn't look bad. He, just, he was just rushed by the, a great defense. Yeah, he was under a lot of pressure. Um, he if, made, if, he if made he, what you would think in some other games would be scoring passes, and the Vikings were just good enough to see it coming. Well, they've got, yeah. the, overall, the, the, the Vikings defence is good. It's good up front. They've got good cornerbacks. They've got good linebackers. It was a tough game for the 49ers to go to Minnesota and get a result. The fact that they only lost by well, one score 
that's actually you know you can take some positives out there. Yeah, there, there, yeah, there's things to do. The running game wasn't great. Um, the free interceptions obviously by Jimmy G isn't great. But you didn't think you wouldn't expect the running I, game to be great. With I yeah, McKinnon. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't pick them to win. So you know. But I thought as well they were let down a bit by the fact that George Kittle allowed what would have been the longest completion of the day to, to drop through his hands. Garcon should have had a yeah, Garcon and, and Marquise Goodwin exited the game with a, a deep bruising to his thigh, and that that he is the deep threat. So yeah. then you've got your two, your Garcon and your Kittle dropping passes for easy completions, and the deep threat not there. But are you going to have Jimmy G leaving the field with a bruising of his ego? No, no. Well, I, mean, I, I, I think he's, he's going to have, have a bit of loss at some point in time. Um, did you see the Dante Pettis uh, touchdown yeah. catch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a great throw and a great catch. So, yeah, I, I agree. Goodwin is, a, is an issue, but if Pettis can carry on making catches like that, he's got the pace as well. What, what do we think of Cousins in his Vikings debut? 20 of 36, 244 yards, two touchdowns. Basically, wasn't asked to do a great deal. Doesn't no. have to, though, does he? No. no. Such a good setup. Yeah, it's a team that made Case Keenum exactly. a star. Case Keenum looked good because he didn't have to, he wasn't asked to do much. Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum, and he's not going to be asked to do much. This is a you know, like I say, the Vikings for me are one of the favourites to win the Super Bowl. I'd probably say they are the favourites after maybe after the Rams. Uh, and Dalvin Cook's return, I think it was about ten rushes for seventy-five yards. Didn't ask him to do a great deal, but he looks fit. And they're just basically easing him back in. Yeah, which is great. I wouldn't say that they just didn't have to do a lot, the Vikings. They, they got themselves into a position where they were winning and they knew that they could probably just hold on to it and it wasn't really an issue. So I would say against better teams, when they are more stretched defensively, it looks like they've got two more gears to go up into. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is a bad result for either team, to be honest. It's, no. a, it's a confidence builder for both. Yeah, compared with the 49ers were the start of last season, this is not... I was going to say, you'd, you'd take that. But should we move on to... No, the, the 49ers of last season would have lost by three points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still would have lost. But uh, the Texans-Pats. So the Pats are now uh, 7-0 against the Texans all-time, including playoffs. Um, and, yeah, Deshaun Watson played like a man who hadn't played for a long time. He, he looked worse in this game than he did at any point in his rookie season. And, and that's fine... But he was, he was, for his first couple of games, you know, uh, he wasn't great, he, but then he exploded. Hopefully we'll see something like that again. He started, uh, yeah, he started off badly. He got better as the game. Well, yeah, 17 of 34, 176 yards, one touchdown, one pick for, by Gilmore in the end zone when he was, you know, going for the score. 40 yards rushing as well. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, all the talent is still there. He just looked like uh, he, he had no way near game speed yet. That, that, that's what it looked like. Everything was a step slow. And look, let, let, let's face it as well, he's playing against Bill Belichick when Belichick's had last year's game tape to look at. He didn't have that this, this time last year. Who, I don't know which one of, one of you it was who sent the stat that Brady is now 57-2 and two against the AFC at home with a 66% completion rate and 108.6 passer rating. Ridiculous. Time. Yeah. Now, several of you intimated that there's some heavy cheating going on. <laughs> I, I would say uh, there's a lot of uh, usage of game film and tactics, but I didn't see any cheating. There was some contention over a Gronk catch that yeah. Texans fans have said uh, well, Bill O'Brien should have thrown the challenge flag to give the New York office time to review the play and decide whether or not it was a catch because it was inside the two-minute warning, so you can't challenge it. 
but the officials couldn't challenge it, and the Patriots basically rushed to the line, got playoff, and once the snap has happened, you yeah. can't. It's clever yeah. football, it's gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and, what Belichick's best. Yeah, and Brady. But that isn't cheating. That's yeah, just yeah, being that's cleverer than everyone yeah. else. Yeah, and, and Gronk was. Uh, Gronk. Gronk's Gronk. I mean, he caught a touchdown pass over the top of two defenders. 123 yards for Gronk. Did, in his interview, he came out and said, oh, I just turned around and I saw the ball coming and I didn't think Tom would throw it to me, <laughs> so I thought I'd better catch it. And he just, he was just Gronk. He just piled them into the ground and scored the touchdown. And wow, yeah. you know, he never fails to me. You, you can't believe sometimes that a guy who's been that beaten up can just still plow through people with his massive arm guard. Yeah, I, know, I knew that was coming. It's all set. Yeah, decent game. 69th uh, person to receive a touchdown pass from Brady, which is equaling the record. Uh, who was the record set by? I can't remember. Brilliant. But, uh, of course, you've signed Corey Coleman this week. He, he, reckon he could be the 70th? He could be the 70th, and he'll buy himself some nice trainers to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice to see Honey Badger getting the interception of the Brady pass that was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Yep. I don't think there's been enough um, emphasis put on the defensive upgrade that the Texans have had with him coming in. Okay. I, I just think that's, that's just a great free agency signing. Yeah, there was concerns in Arizona over his injuries, and basically they didn't want to give him the money that he felt he was owed. And the Texans clearly feel, all right, we've had experience with defensive players getting injured, but when they're on the field, or when we're cycling through groups of people being injured, you know you need extra ones to come in. He, he's definitely an upgrade, without oh, doubt. He's got, he's got a one year, it's a one-year prove-it deal. You know, yeah. And he, like you say, he massively upgrade, upgrades the, the backfield of the Texans. They've now got a compliment to go with that amazing front, um, front seven. JJ Watt started slowly but got into the game, you know, and Clowney's still there, Merciless is back. This could be a decent defence. Yep. I agree. I think a defence like that gives Watson time to get back up to speed. And yeah, it's Watson fumbling the very first handoff of the game to Lamar Miller and basically giving the ball to Patriots was not a good start, but he will only get better. The guy is still going to be an awesome he's, he's, he's a star. But yes, we quickly move on to Jags 20, Giants. Uh, You're not glazing over that. We don't have to, we don't have to talk about this, Yeah, no. only for a second. Only because um, Barkley had a brilliant 68-yard touchdown run, but other than that, was held to 2.2 yards per rush by a brilliant rush defence. I don't think Giants fans should be in any way disappointed, other than the fact they didn't draft Sam Darnold, which I'll keep mentioning. But Eli still looks old as fuck. He just doesn't... There is no speed in his decision-making. This, this is week one against the Jags' defence. I know, I know. 224 yards. Okay, he had an interception, but... It's Eli, he's going to get an interception. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I don't think bringing in Barkley is going to be the upgrade to Eli that you might have hoped to get. I, I, I think the, the upgrade to Eli would have been... Uh, Replacing Eric Flowers with someone. Oh, they moved him to right tackle, and he was still a spinning door. It was it was so bad. When are they going to learn? But as well, let's consider it's the Jags defense. No one's no one's going to look good against this. No, they're not. But But, honestly, uh, I'd rather have you than Eric Flowers. But yeah, Beckham Beckham looked fit. 111 yards on 11 receptions. Yeah, he's good. He's being paid a lot of money to be good. But, but, but he is good. But he is good. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like I say, no one really thought the Giants were winning this. I think the, the one concern I got about the Giants is the lack of pass rush. They didn't really get close to Bortles at all. No. Um, Cam Robinson on the Jaguars' offensive line 
had an 81.2% pass blocking grade from Pro Football Focus, which is brilliant. He didn't allow a single pressure on Bortles. Now, we know Bortles isn't brilliant, but if he's got time in the pocket, he can do enough to beat you. And with that defence as well, he doesn't have to do that much. But I think Bortles has had kind of a reputation upgrade with last season, hasn't he? He's not kind of Blake Bortles. But it's not deserved. It's not deserved. No one's saying he's brilliant, but everyone, I think people can agree that because they've got such a good defence... He doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's like I think uh, they're aware of his limitations, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's, it's like uh, Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson, the quarterbacks for the Bucks and the Ravens, respectively. They won Super Bowls. Nick Foles, Nick Foles, but he actually played well. But they won Super Bowls and they won them without playing yeah. brilliantly throughout the whole season. Um, anybody have any update on Leonard Fournette's injury? Because that could be the biggest thing for Jack. All I know is it's a hamstring. It's all I know. All I know is my fantasy season is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I was not in any way disappointed that your fantasy season was ruined. Well, it's me versus you this week, isn't it? It is. It is. You and I, yeah, I'm not going to do well out of that. But never mind. It took me till week six last (laughs) last season to win a game, so I'm delighted to be up and running. Well, let's move on to the the next batch uh, of results. So, uh, fuck it now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who didn't hear that, I think Fourth Inch just shit himself. Don't look and check. Fine, on a wooden stool, it's the way forward. <laughs> so, Bucks 48, Saints 40, as we all predicted. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs 38, Chargers 28, as I predicted. Uh, Redskins 24, Cardinals 6, Cowboys 8, Panthers 16. So, uh, of course, as we all predicted, Fitzmagic came in, had a career game, and uh, might have bought himself uh, a few more games so four touchdown passes plus a rushing score 417 yards uh, an immaculate beard the guy was brilliant he just basically he just outplayed James Winston in any game Winston's had for the Bucks which is crazy and and people keep saying no 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 you guys all said to me earlier when I said you know if, if he wins again in the next two games similarly to this James is getting traded for me I don't think they're done with him he's too much trouble off the field and he throws too many picks on the field to be making up. I think if Fitzpatrick has a game where he throws the ball to Deshaun Jackson again, unlike Winston, who kind of no, ignores him, I'm just going to throw it up in the air. Um, I, I don't agree with it being so soon. I think it could be towards the end of the season. Hmm. But I, I, he, he could be getting the start next month. If... The thing is, he spread the the, Legs. the, the play out, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you spread your cheeks a minute ago. But like Evans got 147 yards, Jackson got 146 yards. I can't remember the the uh, the, the other guy because um, I've just but they they really spread the the play yeah. out, which Winston hasn't done. And maybe it's because the he's Saints not, he's not good enough. Uh, oh. the, the Saints d- defense. Uh, weren't good enough which you know they didn't play the deep ball well at all the defensive rookie of the year yeah the pass rush from New Orleans wasn't there at all which then allowed loads of time for, for the Bucks receivers to find some space when you've got a receiver like Deshaun Jackson who is quick he can move about Evans is deceptively quick as well 
And when you've got any quarterback who's got as much time as Fitzpatrick had in the pocket, they're going to pick you off. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big worry for the Saints. Is, is Fitzmagic the best backup quarterback in the league right now? Because he was pretty good last year. Was he was, yeah, I mean, he was decent. I, mean, I, I, would, I, would contend, I would contend. Bridgewater. Jacoby Brissett. He's in the top three. Jacoby Brissett is the top one for me. I, I would say currently he's in the top three. I don't know how you rank Josh McGowan is going to be pretty decent. Yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in the, yeah. As a spot starter, he's fairly well immaculate. Last he's, year. he's no Geno Smith, let's be fair. <laughs> no, no, you don't <laughs> want to be Geno Smith. We've had games, never as good as this, we've had games where Fitzmagic comes in and he looks good. He almost took the Jets to the playoffs a few years ago, didn't he? Bridgewater, sorry? Right. Yeah, yeah. Bridgewater's yeah. pretty decent. Well, we think he's going to be decent as well. We're not seeing him in life. No, you're, John, you're right. But and then the next few games, he just chucks it away. Well, he and once threw week, six he, touchdowns, didn't he? And then the yeah. following week, he threw six picks. And this week, he plays the Eagles and, and their defence. It could be a disaster. So but he acknowledged that after the game. He yeah. said, you know, this is a, a good day for me. But uh, there was a stat. Every time he's had a pass rating of 115 or more, he's followed it up with a pass rating of around 80. The following week, which is just his whole career. Yeah. That's that's he's why he's still in the league because of the good games, yeah. but he doesn't stick with the team because of the bad games. Both these backfields were terrible, though. I mean, no, there were no interceptions recorded. Um, both quarterbacks threw for over 400 yards. Fitzpatrick 417, Breeze 439. Fitzpatrick four touchdowns, Breeze three touchdowns. The difference is that Breeze can do it in a couple of seconds. Fitzpatrick had the time to do it. Yeah. The defensive line of the Bucks was, you know, they've invested a lot of money into that. They've brought in a few new players, Jason Pierre Paul, um, and a few others as well. I can't remember the top of my head. But you know, Joe McCoy suddenly hasn't been double teamed and he was a monster. Um, he he was in Fitzpatrick, um, he was in sorry, Breeze's face all the time, but Breeze is that much better that he doesn't need that time to be able to find players like Kamara or like Thomas who've both got over 100 yards I will say the because before the game you, you looked at the book secondary and I was just like if if you had Michael Thomas or even like Ted Ginn you was just like you knew you were in for some big game big, big games on, uh, in fantasy and it proved the way I had Kamara I had Thomas yeah, 180 <laughs> yards. There was a couple of things from this game. Firstly, that Jackson is now the sixth highest yards per target ratio since that stat was introduced in 1992, and the fourth most 50-yard touchdown receptions with 27 all-time. So that's pretty good. And also, uh, two, re- two receivers on the same team getting 140-plus yards has only happened nine times, including this. Just the nine times. Just the nine times, right? The last two were by the same pair of receivers in 2008. Can you name them? No, no, no. no. It was for Arizona, it was Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. Oh, they were, well, they were pretty decent. Yeah, they were pretty decent. So it's, it's been a long time since a team put up stats like that. Well, that that's 10 years ago. Yeah, and the fact is, if Fitzpatrick can get for the next three games and keeps Evans going and connects with Jackson it does mean he he's kind of an upgrade on Jameis for now for now if they're 2-2 at the end of the Jameis suspension that's really good I think possibly we kind of underestimated the Bucks because any a receiving core of Evans and right yeah, I think we've underestimated them. Yeah. So we, should we move on to the next game? Cause, uh, you should. Because this was fucking fun. Chiefs 38, Chargers 28. Uh, 
You were looking forward to Mahomes, weren't you? I was looking forward to Mahomes. I am regretting not picking him in my fantasy So team. you should. Because I went with Darnold, because I thought, safer hands. I don't think you've got too much to worry about. Has, uh, has anyone picked up Mahomes yet? No. You still go. It. Well, when do the waivers go through? Tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow morning. Well, somebody will have picked him up. Excuse me, I just need to go. Yeah, I'm waiver number 10 in our league, so I will not be getting him. Uh, but he looked great. We said this, though. We said that he's either going to look brilliant or he's just going to throw a load of interceptions. Yeah. And this is one of those days where he looked brilliant. He looked, he looked great. Rivers as well, 424 yards. It was a shootout, another shootout. Um, if you ever notice in all these shootouts, Rivers always loses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was really good. Like you say, 424 yards, three touchdowns, but one interception. Um, Tyreek Hill, though, was the difference maker. 91-yard punt return touchdown. Uh, basically, he was all over the field, picking up huge chunk plays from Mahomes. It was ridiculous. I, the, they're all freak athletes in this league. We've, we, we, we go about it every year. We talk about freak athletes. Freak athletes. Oh, sorry. But we've put them all on freak athletes. <laughs> how much quicker Tyreek Hill seems than everyone else just seems ridiculous. Yeah, he, it was like crazy. He was, he was running at what he thought was full speed, and then you saw a defender get into the picture, and, and then he, he goes. Disappeared. And you're like, what? It's incredible. Um, Philip Rivers was asked to throw the ball 51 times, which is a lot for any quarterback, but it's also a lot when you've got a quarterback who's on the wrong side of 35. Yeah. Yeah. He threw a lot of those with fairly short completions to Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, the two mm-hmm. running backs. They both had very good statistical games yeah. um, and, and they have said they're going to use him as a duo which is also not good for my fantasy team because I haven't got Hickler I've only got Gordon <laughs> but he put up okay numbers um, you do worry where Mahomes goes if Tyreek Hill's not there I, mean, I know he's difficult to mark but across the rest of the receivers Watkins was the next best in terms of receptions with three for 21 yards Every other receiver only had one reception. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's pretty pony one place. They've still got Chris Conley. Yeah. The thing with Mahomes is there was, there was several, and I'm, again, I was only looking because of fantasy, but I've got Kelsey, the tight end, and there were, I'm going to say, six plays where Mahomes didn't complete the pass, but Kelsey was open, but he was only 10 or 12 yards downfield, and Mahomes wasn't looking. Yeah. He was looking over his head, where can I throw it? He just closed his eyes and put the ball up there, and he was just lucky it wasn't picked off. Now, this is, this is going to be the thing with him. Yeah. We know this is how it's going to go, but better teams and teams that have had a chance to watch his game tape, by the end of the season, he's going to be getting picked off on those plays. Oh, yeah. Unless he decides, okay, I can check down the easy pass. The, the, the coach even came out afterwards and said, there are still things he needs to do. Do not assume that this is how it's going to work all season. That, it, it will be coached into him. You know, they've had Smith for uh, the last few years. Or, you know, they will just need to get... Somewhere in the medium, yeah, in there, between the Smith and what Mahomes put up, is what you need to win every week. So you need an exciting field general. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Napoleon. I want all my cake and I want to eat it as well. <laughs> Napoleon in like a, a bustier. Anyway, wrong with you. <laughs> Speaking of Alex Smith, he had a good yeah, uh, debut with the Washington Redskins. 255 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and another old-timer, Adrian Peterson, came in for 70 yards um, and looked really good. Sorry. 100th touchdown. Yeah, 96 yards rushing, 70 yards receiving, and, and it's 100th touchdown, yeah. yeah. And he has moved in, he's gone past Marshall Falk and Jim Brown into 10th on the all-time rushing yard list. He's still behind Frank Gore, though, isn't he? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, Frank Frank was a freak who never gets injured. It was Peterson's most receiving yard since 2008 in the <laughs> game, which is, you know, that's fairly good. Um, also, the fact that Johnson scored a touchdown for the Cardinals meant that the Redskins still don't have a shutout since 1991. <laughs> so, you know, that was a little statistical anomaly. I really thought they were going to get that, and, and they didn't pick it up. Um, Bradford would quickly mention Sam Bradford threw an interception, basically didn't move the ball, and only completed one pass to a receiver, not called Fitzgerald. Do we just think that this was a team that just wasn't ready for the season to start, which is what it looked to me, or are we assuming that Rosen's going to be thrown in fairly soon? Nah, nah, too soon. Too I, soon. I, I'm, I'm for like keeping him. Rosen on the bench all season. Yeah, I think like Bradford just looked like a, a, just, lot, a lot of rust, because yeah, he yeah. has a lot of rust. I think if he has another game like that, we'll, we'll, we'll probably see Rosen. Because that was, that was terrible. 153 yards. You know, they've got, they've got some decent receivers. You know, Fitzgerald. But they weren't open. Yards. They were not open against his Redskins defence, which is better than people give it credit for. Oh, DJ Swear and Jerem, players like that. Josh Norman. Uh, great, great players. Yeah. Um, so the Cardinals only had 14 first downs and a 12% third down efficiency. They were bad. They were bad. They were one of the worst teams of the weekend. It's only because the Bills are so terrible that we're not putting them right up there. <coughs> we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so, um, should we move on to Cowboys versus Panthers, which... Uh, we just skip over it. It, it, was, it, was, it was a fucking okay. tragic game. I was watching this and I don't know why. Oh my god, eight of the last 11 games, Dak hasn't thrown 200 yards. He had 170 yards. Um, and Elliot, we, what did really get involved? I don't yeah, understand. He had 15, 15 rushing attempts. It, for this Cowboys team to be good, he needs to have a, probably double that. Yeah, he's got to be pushing 25 attempts, I would think, every game. Yeah. And they also, we mentioned in the, in the preview preseason, they, they cut down Bailey, second most accurate kicker of all time, and the one field goal attempt they had from Brett Mayer missed. You could just see it coming. No, of course you could. You knew it was coming. You know, like, what are they playing at? In a team that doesn't generate yards, you need a good field goal kicker. Yeah. And they just don't have it. Um, the O-line is gone as well. Yeah. Seems. They gave up six sacks and they just looked like they couldn't protect Injury them. and illness has, has decimated yeah. the O-line. But Jerry Jones has got me looking at this thinking, I've got, I don't know exactly how old he is, I've got 10 years left. Jerry Jones is what, pushing 80? 75? I think he's about 75. Right. So let's say he's got 10 years and he probably wants to win two Super Bowls in that time. He hasn't won one since 1995. Just, the man who got rid of Tom Landry seems really reluctant to get rid of Jason Witten. Garrett. Garrett. Sorry. Jason Witten was the Jason Witten. Yeah. But, Sorry. yeah, and, and you're right, and this is what I'm getting at. I think he could be gone by mid-season. He was one of my calls to be gone so early in the yeah, year. I think if they are below 500 come mid-season, I think Garrett is gone. Luke Keith is back with 11 tackles. Yeah, the man's just that insane. He did get injured again. He came he's, back. He's, so, yeah, he's saying he's fine, but yeah. I maintain that I still want to concussion. It was a leg injury. It wasn't yeah. a concussion, but you're, you're right. Yeah. It was another concussion. That's so, a as soon as I saw him down, I was like, oh, no. He never tackled. It just underlines the fact that he is one of the, if not the best linebacker in the league. Yeah, and Newton, Newton led the Panthers with 58 rushing yards and a touchdown, which is fairly normal for him. Like, yeah. Well, should we move on to the next, uh, the final batch? Um, so uh, we'll see how the Bears fail fared with uh, Khalil Mack. Yeah, so the word fail slipped out there, and that is unfortunate. But yeah, so Bears 23, Packers 24, no one had it that close when we predicted nope. pre-season. Uh, Seahawks 24, Broncos 27, 
Rams 33, the Dogshit Raiders 13, and the formerly Dogshit Jets 48, the Lions 17. So, Bears Packers 23 24, and Aaron Rodgers had himself a comeback. This was the first time Rodgers has thrown three fourth quarter touchdowns. I could not believe that. That's ridiculous. And he did it on one leg, pogoing around behind an offensive line that leaks. But do we just discuss the fact that that team cannot operate without Alan Rodgers? Yeah. So Deshaun Kaiser came in through his obligatory interception. I saw one of you text that to me and f- fumbled the ball. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem, he doesn't seem to be any of an upgrade over Hunley from last year. You can say fumble. I mean, he was going up against Khalil Mack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got crushed. Yeah. But, but he'd already thrown the interception. Like, it's, it, this team needs a backup quarterback who can come in because Aaron Rodgers does get a lot of hits. Yeah. Okay. And, and they just don't have someone prepared. When, when Favre was playing there, they had Rodgers waiting to come in. <laughs> this, is, this is a problem for the Packers. But, but after taking what looked like a horrific knee injury... Uh, and being carted off and missing what a quarter of the game he was out yeah, for yeah he left in the second quarter and he came back yeah quite late he ca- came back in the late in the third quarter uh, he then dragged his team from 17 points down 20 20 points down how has Sean Kaiser got any confidence to you know turn up to training or do anything he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> Well, we or tweet any podcast or any social media or probably the news. So, just alright, it's Aaron Rodgers, so he's phenomenal and irreplaceable. Irreplaceable, yeah. If, if you were a backup and you got bought in and taken out by a guy on one leg, how is, how is your confidence not shot to pieces? Well, it must have been shot to pieces last year when he got. It was like the hokey cokey in Cleveland, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was in, it was out. You know, a lot of shaking it all yeah. out. <laughs> so, you know, his confidence is going to be shot there. You know, maybe going into the Packers and beating out Brent Hundley, you'd think, okay, yeah, all right, I'm in a good team now. I've beaten out another quarterback who, okay, wasn't brilliant, but I've beaten out another quarterback and I've got a chance to back up. Are you, are you laughing at beating out? <laughs> yes. Fuzz. Sorry. So, we know Kaiser beat off Hundley. Yeah. <laughs> I just assume you were going to jump in and play it. And then he goes up against probably you know, one, of the, one of the best defensive players in the league. And, yeah. and you know, the Green Bay O-line isn't amazing, hence Rodgers getting injured in the first place. Yeah, so Khalil Mack had the perfect first half. Fumble, recovered. Forced fumble. Intercepted pick six. And a sack. Yeah, he's brilliant. Last player to do that? Khalil Mack in 2016 no. for the Raiders against the Panthers. He's the last. He's the last defensive player to do that. And the only one to do it twice. Problem is, he and the Bears did nothing in the second half. No, they, well, he was on a pitch count. Like he barely was up to speed. In yeah, the half. He was and just also, there. I think there's probably a fitness thing as well. He's not. Been yeah, that's in, why he's not been any preseason training. But they also didn't move offensively in the second half, yeah. which is a shame because actually Trubisky looked good and. Whilst you wouldn't say it was ticking like the way that Patriots tick and Steelers tick when everything's working, they looked like they got things they could do, whereas last year it was very uh, limited to like half a dozen plays which Trubisky could run, and this year it wasn't. So, okay, they definitely let the Packers off the hook, and the Packers escaped not only with the win, but without Rodgers getting crippled. Well, yeah, Rodgers, when he came in, just because he's smarter than Kaiser... Obviously, knowing that he's you know, on one leg, he was moving the ball so quickly 
and he didn't give the defensive he, line he also a chance had, yeah. to get to him. But he, he had a good pocket as yeah. well a lot of the time. And when you get, like I said, with, um, with Fitzpatrick, when you give a quarterback some decent time, he's going to make throws. And when you yeah. give a quarterback like Rodgers enough time oh. to make a throw... When it goes quick as well, it, it, mean, it means the defence. Do you then go and try and get him because you're just gonna he's gonna throw the ball off before you get a chance to get there? So then you hold back. I tell I you what, this game just, did do though. This game absolutely justified to me the Bears paying all that money for Khalil Mack. Oh yeah, they they are going to face Rodgers ten times over the length of Khalil Mack's contract that he signed, right? Twice a season and. And t- if they hadn't had Khalil Mack, this game was a thirty-odd point washout because it, it just—it was just crazy to think that they could compete, and now they are competing. Yeah. So it absolutely justifies what they did. I, I sense a little bit like the 49ers. It's a confidence-building loss. Yeah. I, no, I could be. I think that there was one. Point. Adam Robinson was obviously new to the Bears, came in and made a, a brilliant first quarter catch. I'd say he's—he's he's one of those types of receivers that. For a young quarterback, it's perfect. Because all Trubisky has to do is lob it up, and, and Robinson's strong enough and big enough to go up and like jump Like Dez used to be. Yeah, exactly. And Bears yeah. bring it, bring it down. But I thought the Bears' offense looked a lot better than it did last. So year. speaking of close games, Seahawks twenty-four, Broncos twenty-seven. Yeah. The Seahawks haven't improved their O line one iota. We've learned that. And all right, the Broncos won. Keenum was three touchdowns, three interceptions. If, has John Elway got this wrong? As he brought in Keenum as what he said is the solution to our problem at quarterback, it, he didn't. Basically, this is what we expected from Case Keenum. He's a league average quarterback. And this looks like another iffy decision from Elway to me. He's league average and he hasn't got the setup that he had in Minnesota. No. Yeah. I mean, the defence is good, but it's not Minnesota good. But I'd rather have somebody average than Simeon or Paxton Lynch. And yeah, he's, a, he's an upgrade over what they had but you know remember they were in a draft position they had a position in the draft sorry where they could have taken one of the top quarterbacks they were picking fifth yeah, yeah and this is my concern I, I'm not sure that they've done the right thing it will take time to see but I, at one point I think Keenan had thrown two interceptions before, before he threw a touchdown and I was starting to think wow Elway's always on the hot seat here they, they need a they need a above 500 season minimum for Elway to not be on the hot seat going into the next draft but they got the win. But they yeah, did. They, and they, they got did. the win using Philip Lindsay as one of their running backs. Anybody? Yeah. No, Philip Lindsay. Undrafted rookie. 71 yards. Uh, he was undrafted. He played at uh, Colorado State. And prior to that, he played uh, at Denver High. So at least he's local. He is very local. He holds all the local Denver rushing records. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, it's a good story. He, yeah. He's not the running back we expect to see. I, I think he had the same sort of stats as uh, exactly. Royce Freeman. Exactly, exactly, exactly the same running back. And, and it looked good. It looked like a, a pair of backs who you could have both on the field at the same time, change them out. This is what Denver really needs. So that's a good thing. But I think the thing that kind of made it for Denver for me was they've still got Von Miller. Yeah. Did they have yeah. three, three sacks? sacks. Oh, Seven tackles, three sacks. Two false fumbles, one recovered. And now they've got Bradley Chubb playing on the other side of him. You know, yeah, he didn't actually do a great job, but he didn't need to. You need to pay attention to him, otherwise he is going to do a great job. And he can't. Yeah. There's not enough players on the pitch to pay attention to both Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. You know, that's a, a fearsome duo that's going to probably get through a lot of quarterbacks and make, days, and make their days miseries. Cool. Well, should we move on? Because uh, we'll, we'll get on to the dog shit leaders. 
Not the dog shit Jared Cook tight end though. Nine receptions for 180 yards from tight end. Yeah. That was immense. What a performance that is. Some of, some of those players were brilliant. Yeah. Right? He called it and then ran through about four or five he, players. He was fantastic. And I think that, that looked like someone who's looked around the team and thought, I have got to step up. I've got to be good on this team because otherwise we are getting hammered everywhere. I mean, they got beat pretty bad anyway, but they didn't start off terribly. Um, <laughs> the Raiders' defence without Khalil Mack, one sack. Uh, what they need is a pass rusher. They could, they could do one. It's Yeah, the, the defensive backs aren't much either. No, and Derek Carr, 29 of 40, three interceptions, no TDs. I mean, I know he was throwing to try and keep up with the, with the opposition, but... I expect more out of a guy who is basically a Gruden disciple and is now coached by Gruden. Something did not look right. I don't know whether it's just because they don't have the receivers. Jordy Nelson did nothing. No. Jordy Nelson and Amari Cooper had 32 yards combined. See, Amari Cooper is just anonymous. But you've got to remember, that's playing against Tlaib and Peters. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But bear in mind, Derek Carr has been anointed as one of these... You know, a quarterback who's going to lead a team to the Super Bowl. Like, like big money. Yeah. And he wasn't able to do anything. Well, he's not starting this season. Is he on big money anymore? He's the reason why they didn't keep Matt. Well, he, he was, you know, he, I think it was Stafford overtook him and then, but he's, he's still on big Speaking money. Speaking of Peter's 50 yard pick six for Mark Spears. And, uh, and, and Lynch crotch grab as he went over the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, um, that was, that was Rams have taken Brandon Cooks from, from the Pats and they, they've also taken the same game plan that the Pats had with Brandon Cooks where they just send them up the field and look for a pass interference play I think two or three times they did that and they and got great field position worked. And, then, and then luckily for my fantasy team they then threw the touchdown pass to Cooper Cup <laughs> <laughs> because like I said he was the most targeted red zone player on that team last year and, and again it proved to be so Gurley looked good again as well 100 yards rushing um, 39 yards receiving and a receiving Let, touchdown. Let's no. give some uh, kicker love as well. Greg Zerline, 4 or 5 with a long of 55 yards. He's just picked up where he left off last year. Greg the leg. Aside from Cook, any positives for the Raiders? Uh, that's they, one less game for the season. <laughs> they turned up, their uniforms look nice. I honestly think it's a bad, it's a, I know we don't want to jump to conclusions after week one, but based on that, it's a battle between the Raiders and the Bills for the number one position next year. Yeah. Don't forget the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals were as bad as that. Yeah. At least the Cardinals have. Speaking of, speaking of teams that were bad in week one, Jets versus the Lions. Yeah. The Lions were bad in week one under Matt Patricia. But the story here was Sam Darnold's first NFL pass was an interception. Pick six. Pick six. Do you know the name of the guy? Because one day I'll be a quiz question. Oh, Quandry... Come on. Diggs. Yes. Quandry nice. Diggs was the man to take the first ever pass from Sam Darnold. From that moment onwards, Darnold was pretty much flawless. He jogged over to the sideline after the pick six, and Josh McCown said to him, don't change a thing. That's exactly what he said, don't change a thing. And that is why they've kept McCown uh, on the staff. And Sam Darnold came out like nothing had happened, and just went on and marched the Jets all over the field. This, this was a trait that scouts were calling out in the draft as well. He, he has that ability to make a mistake and then just forget all about it. And 27 college games for Donald. How many interceptions did he throw? 30. 36. That's a lot, but the, the fact is he was still successful because still, for every interception he was throwing two touches. He's still very young, isn't he? He's the young, twi- youngest, youngest player ever. Well, 
well, youngest since the stats go back to 1950. So, it, this looks like a really good pick. It's one game, one game, and the Lions were bad on defence. There's definitely going to be some problems with the Jets, but their pass rush looked good for the first time in a long time. Um, their defensive backs looked more than capable, and they got Quincy Newer back, which freed up Robbie Anderson, and both of them played really well. Yeah. I, you know, this team is, is now on the up again. Running backs look good for the Jets as well. Oh, Crow, 102? 102. 102 yards per round, two touchdowns, and Powell... 60 yards and don't we Gary's not here because when we spoke about Isaiah Crowell how he hates Crowell hates him hates Crowell but feed the crow he will score and that is what happened so you know yeah like I say that's a good running back duo I actually drafted Bill out power and stuck him on my fantasy bench because I felt he was going to be more utilised but still so we're going from one good quarterback performance to Stafford to Matt Stafford so was it Four interceptions. Four interceptions for Stafford, yeah. He was hit on every play. He wasn't sacked because he was getting the ball out so fast. He was getting the ball out so fast because the pressure was in his face. And he was just giving it away. And he got hammered. And he got injured. And he went off. And he shouldn't have come back on by his own admission, really. And then Castle came on for another Oh, Matt Castle. That's another tragic, epically bad backup quarterback. So, yeah, the quarterback play was bad. Again, Stafford was asked to throw 46 times. And that's because the Russian attack is still not good. Uh, the leading rusher for, for the Lions, Theo Reddick, 20 yards. Yeah, that, but the, the, that front seven for the Jets is amazing. To be fair, that, that was hard work. But yeah, if you draft uh, Kerryon Johnson, you, man, you expect more than 17 yards on five carries, wouldn't you? So, uh, Kenny Golladay did look good, though. 114 yards for seven receptions. So that is a, well for the future. Yeah, that's yeah. a high point. Uh, for the Lions and that is about the only high point they had all seven debut coaches lost yeah this is this is a, a, for me this is a really bad sign for the Lions yeah because Matt Stafford I've made a point with people have laughed at me he is not an elite level quarterback this is the third time I think that he's thrown three or more interceptions on opening day the Lions not having a running game isn't news. No, no, but they should have improved. I think they drafted Frank Ragnow in the first round, offensive lineman. Offensive lineman, yeah. Um, and they've also taken a new, a new running back. They brought in Luke Garrett Blunt, and it's, it's still not worked. They've got a new head coach, they've still not managed to make it work. The running game is vitally important to any team, even if you have a good running back or, or not. You need it to kind of create that difference. Um, create a difference maker between or, or keep the defence guessing between are you going to run or are you going to pass everyone knows they're not going to run because they can't which is why Stafford will last to throw 46 times and then it makes it easy for defence conceding 48 points against the Jets yeah it's yeah, yeah Patricia defensive mastermind in New England is going to be just going to, I wouldn't want to be a Lions player this week going to training no well I think that's uh, enough. Uh, that is all the recaps done. Yeah. So should we want to uh, some filthy fantasies? Gary's filthy fantasies. But, but he's not here. Him. So instead, currently he's only fantasising about getting some sleep. <laughs> but I, as the resident fantasy genius, as the the, the co- winner, the winner, most recent winner in our league, uh, I'll take some of this on. So uh, I don't know how you want to. Tell me, guys, how you did in fantasy this week? Because I know you two played each other. Uh, yeah, for the, for the purposes of people who are listening, not watching. Yeah, so uh, Griff and uh, Fourth and Inches here. 
we did play each other and apparently I won I didn't actually get around to check because I went to work so super early this morning the games hadn't finished <laughs> yeah. um, but apparently I won by 8 points which is good because it took me till week 6 to register right. a win any, any particular standout that is in your team? Uh, I I got what I wanted out of the two players who I said were going to be touchdown magnets for their team. So Michael Crabtree got a touchdown, Cooper Cup got a touchdown. I didn't actually have any amazing standout performances. Melvin Gordon. Well, what did he end with? I don't know. 64 rushing yards, 102 receiving, 18.6. Yeah, I, 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 I would be looking as a standout performer. You're looking at 22 plus points. And you had the Ravens D. And that's what I was getting to. <laughs> Basically, I was seriously helped by the fact I was playing Nathan Peterman, which I didn't realise until somebody else told me I was doing. But, uh, yeah, that went quite well. So, all right. There was a lot of big uh, points on, on, on D this week. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Rams who got 15, Ravens 17. I, I had the Chargers who got minus three. Oh, I had the Jags who got 13. I played Chris who has... Uh, the Vikings, who had 18, but the Stars were the Jets, who got 26 points. Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> the, the, if, wow. if you chose the Jets, D, it's oh, not I think someone did in our league. Well, they probably did. I mean, uh, there are a lot worse. So, uh, yeah. I got destroyed by my running game because I relied on Len Fournette, who got injured, and then I had Duke Johnson, who didn't run. <laughs> and then wide receivers AJ Green, Michael Thomas, and Juju Smith-Schuster all scored over wide ten points. Michael Thomas got twenty-two points, so I ended up with a nice game. Doug, the podcast dog, says he uh, played Ryan Fitzpatrick as his quarterback this weekend. One liar. And he also had Austin Eckler. He did very well. Well, I, I put um, on on the website this week. I've done a, a little a roundup of fantasy, uh, and I thought I got one hundred and fifteen points. And I think if you get over a hundred. You've done that's, that's good. And then I, I, I did the perfect lineup, and uh, um, I think you could have got 260 if you'd have. But um, good luck so with I, that. I, had, I, had, I was lucky. I had Kamala, who was really good. Um, so top three fantasy performers this week. I've got to give it to Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Alvin Kamala, uh, who got 31 points, uh, and the Jets D, who were just. It's just, just uh, yeah, two of them. Two of them you wouldn't expect to be in the, the top performers. I mean, you, you, I know it's the top three fantasy performers, but Tyreek Hill as well. Tyreek Hill was yeah. great. He, the problem with him is he got a lot of points on special teams that you don't get points for. He still got, I think, he got twenty six points. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, Deshaun Jackson as well. I think twenty six points as well. Ninety nine. Well, did anybody have a fantasy flop this week? Well, I, I think there's quite a few quarterbacks who were very disappointing. I big Ben. Big Ben, Stafford, Watson, all got under 10 points. 0.45 of a point for Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Duke Johnson, 2.4 points. Ooh, that's not so grand. Um, so, yeah, there, was, there, were, there, were some fancy, there were some flops. Um, targets for next week. Because uh, of injuries, uh, I'd, I'd actually be looking at someone like Brandon Marshall who because who the fuck else have Seattle got they did have a tight end Will Disley I can see five yards was it five I mean it was it was one of them was for one 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 big play but he's there replacing Jimmy G and we all know Russell Wilson loved going to Jimmy G in the the red zone so 
of injuries. We've, we've mentioned Daniel Walker, Walker and, and Greg Olsen, so I think people will be watching that who, who replaces them. People will be picking up Jared Cook because a lot of leagues he was not selected because of the Raiders, and he may, may now be their big target. No, in our league, um, Manuel Sanders wasn't picked up, so yeah. So we've all put in a request, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, as is customary, uh, Fourth Inches, have you got any Cleveland fans? I have. Now, Saquon Barkley and Sam Darnold had good debut games. Now, on Twitter, I have seen numerous mentions they are Hall of Fame potential players. Stop reading Twitter. But yeah, I mean, basically any time I go on Twitter, I get furious. <laughs> but the thing that really got to me was... After one game, they're, they're potential Hall of Fame players. So I wanted to get some stats from the first game for Hall of Fame players. So, John Elway, he was an all right quarterback, right? Okay, if he's done. Shit, GM. Yeah. Terrible GM. So, in his first game, he was Bubba one. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of eight. For 14 yards, and he was sacked four times. Good start. Emmett Smith, leading rusher of the NFL. Two rushes for two yards. Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time. I don't know, I've met your mum. Whoa. I'd go as far as saying greatest player of all time. Yeah, there's arguments, isn't there? One touchdown in his first eight games. Terrell Owens, also just made Hall of Fame this year. Two receptions for six yards in his first game. Tony Gonzalez. I would argue probably one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Yep. The greatest tight end of all time. Mm, yeah. 22 receiving yards. 22 receiving yards in his debut. I really get frustrated by people saying they're a Hall of, they're Hall of Fame potential after their first game. For me, somebody needs to be consistent for seasons. Like Frank Gore. Yes, I I was one of the people who thinks he's worthy. So for me, that's that's what's giving me the Cleveland Frank this week. It's a, it's a fair point, and the Frank Gore thing is also a fair point. He will be a Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, um, well, that's great. Uh, thanks for that, uh, for Flinches. Um, so can I have a guaranteed winner for next week? From starting with. I'm going to say Griff. Starting with, starting with me, even though I haven't looked at the fixtures next week. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll pick one at random. It doesn't matter what I pick. I'm always fucking useless. <laughs> I'm going to say you guaranteed winner for next week. I'm going to take the Saints over the Browns next week. It's at the Saints. They will be smarting. And although it will probably be closer than it would have been in previous years, I, I think the Browns are starting with a tie on us. Fourth and inches. I think it's a very good question. And you also haven't looked at it. Because we all forgot this bit was coming. Jim, you've got yours in front of you. I'm going to go with the Broncos and the Raiders. Um, Raiders are playing at the Broncos, which doesn't help. They're terrible. The Broncos have a decent pass I'm going to go with the Rams beating the Cardinals. Okay. I don't even have to explain why. Because <laughs> the Cardinals are going to be shit. There's some really yeah. good games next week, actually. Vikings, the Packers, if Rogers is fit. Patriots, Jags. Patriots, Patriots Jags. Jags, yeah. Is anyone taking the Patriots to win that? At the Jags. I've gone with the Jags in our pick and league. I haven't done mine yet, but I will be going yeah, with the Jags. Yeah, I probably will go with the Jags. But I also went with the Texans. 
because I thought that the, I just didn't I think see that one. I thought I was always down. down yeah. <laughs> because eventually I'm going to be right and they're going to fall apart like your Niners did. <laughs> we haven't picked the charges over the Bills, have we? Oh, that's a lock. You can't have that. Yeah. I'll go with the Ravens to beat the Bengals. Uh, uh, Flacco, the, the, tr- the Flacco train marches on. Um, so that's all from the Stoghouse uh, GMs. Someone had called it a cum flack the other day, and I had to laugh. The Joe was leaving the cum flack as in comeback. And I was like, you can't have that. That's terrible. You can't call it a cum flack. I think it's time to wind you've up. You've just, said, you've just said it four times. <laughs> I know. I was so impressed and disgusted with it at the same time. Jeez, uh, well, thanks for listening to all but the last half a minute. Um, don't forget to subscribe and uh, uh, give us a, a rating because. That's how you get traction on iTunes. A good rating. A good rating. Not for shit. You don't don't even have to rate the podcast. Just give us five stars. Just give us five stars. Tell us what you like on toast. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, You can contact us as well if on social media. We are at at Belichick's World on Twitter. We are on Facebook at Bill Belichick's World Podcast. Uh, You can email us at billbelichick'sworld at gmail.com. We put up a load of stuff on the website, www.billbelichick'sworld.com. So uh, it was very busy over the last weekend with uh, all our pre-season reviews, the 101-ish questions answered, which I think got to about 87. But fuck, got know, to about 90, uh, yeah. and then ran out of time because you know I have the life outside. Yeah, this. this is free. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not charging for this yet. Uh, it's very true. I obviously I would have predicted wins for the teams that won and losses for the teams exactly. that lost. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, uh, Jim's done a, a, a review of week one. Uh, I've looked at the fantasy. We'll, stuff will be going on um, uh, throughout, so keep keep a lookout on the BillBelichick'sWorld.com. Uh, but until this time next week, uh, so good night from me. It's a good night from me. Good night from me. It's a good night from those three. Cheers. See you guys. <laughs>